0: This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkness.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits.
1: It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain, podcast you won't ever change, these two here they got the recipe, sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, Zane.
0: Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories, and now here's your host, Jerry and Tracy Pauly, and their dog ninja
1: Hey guys and ghouls, welcome back to Hillbilly Horror Stories episode 104. I'm Jerry and I'm joined by my beautiful wife Tracy.
0: Hello everybody, hope you had a great weekend.
1: Just wanted to say real quick, thanks to everyone who came out to Indianapolis last night.
0: So much fun.
1: It was a blast. Uh, Justin Rimmel was there from Mysterious Circumstances. Shane Waters was there from uh, Out of the Shadows podcast. And let me tell you this. Shane Waters is one funny ass dude.
0: He is so, and is just as nice as can be.
1: Shane Shane is like six nine.
0: Mm-hmm. He's he's really tall.
1: Yeah, he's, he's tall. Like really tall. He's a big guy, and a gentle giant yes. is the epitome of that. But I, I'm telling you, and we got to meet his mom, his grandma. Oh, yeah. We got to meet Justin's mom. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't there because she's dead. Oh um, God. Well, okay. you just now found out she's been dead for like 11 years, 12 Dude, years.
0: That was not.
1: I'm just saying. Expected. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm kind of used to it now. Huh. No. Anyway, so we got to meet all their families, and everybody was great. And But Shane is just like funny as hell. Shane's uh-huh. a stand-up, and you wouldn't know it by listening to his show, because his show's a very serious show. But he's like Mr. When you turn on a light and put a microphone in front of his face, he just mm-hmm. turns it on, buddy. But he had everybody in that place rolling.
0: I know. And it was it was an awesome night. We met so many great people. And I tell you what, it's just amazing how many people come out because we were packed.
1: Yeah, it was um, packed.
0: It was packed. If you ever get to Indy, you need to go to that restaurant we were at. It was called?
1: I don't remember. Oh. You're supposed to know you was there.
0: I forgot. What's it called? Something with an S. <laughs>
1: Scotty's Oh yeah, Screwy Boo
0: house. house House. What? I was gonna say brew ha <laughs> Yeah, Scotty's Brew
1: House. It's a brew house. Oh man,
0: I know their food was so delicious and their service was great. And they yeah, really and they, worked their butts off for us. They last loved night. it.
1: They were they they the servers were into all the stories we were doing and they actually had uh, a couple of the servers were saying that they would go back and the people were like hey switch with me for a little bit so we can go back and listen and they were like uh, no this is our gig <laughs> yeah. so it was really cool and it, and it was at a uh like i said it's right on the south side of indianapolis if you guys haven't been to a live show yet and we it's oddly enough like amy and Lacey, we've done three of these things yes. in three different cities and amy and Lacey have been to all three of them i
0: know it's so it's just great and we're always so happy to see him.
1: Yep. And, but if you haven't been, it is different than what we do. Like, we're going to do the Hannah House tonight, and that's mm-hmm. what we did last night. But I can guarantee it won't come off the same because people are in the audience. And we. Uh, I know, like I said, Shane was completely different. Justin's cracking jokes. We're, we're cracking way more jokes on each other uh, during the cast than, than what we do when it's just us sitting here because it's it's live it's just more fun mm-hmm. and but so if you get a chance to make it to one of the future ones and like i said we've got one coming up in nashville on uh, october 20th with uh The guys from Graveyard Tales. That's going to be so fun. That's going to be awesome. The following week, we've got one in Cincinnati, which we'll talk about later. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but we had to change the event because you guys are absolutely insane and started buying tickets like crazy. (laughs) And we realized immediately after like four days that the venue we had picked out was going to be way too small. Yeah. So, we got a cool venue, but we'll tell you about that later. That's with Twisted Philly and uh, guys from Bro-Ohio. So Thank
0: you, guys. That's so amazing.
1: And right around Halloween time. So yeah. Dina, Dina's talking about painting her face mm-hmm. and oh gosh. painting listeners' faces if they want to come up. And I'm, I'm not dressing up. That's, no. no. You as, say that. You'll try to dress up. Come as up. you
0: are. Yeah. That will be good enough.
1: So anyway, thank you to all of our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter what country you represent. Thank you for everything you do.
0: Especially all the firefighters that are fighting that terrible blaze in California.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely horrible out there and uh they've already lost some firefighters and I know they've lost it. My some gosh. uh some uh civilians out there as well. It's it's just um right now that's something that definitely needs everybody's thoughts oh, and prayers. Everybody
0: pray please. Please. And hope every everybody's safe and <sighs> gosh, I don't know. I just feel like Everybody's faced with something every single day on week, and it needs to stop. Yeah. We need just to be faced with happiness and love and joy
1: well, that's not the world we live in unfortunately.
0: well, we'll just have to make it that way.
1: If you are struggling in life right now as as some of you listening are, just remember there's somebody out there who's willing to lend a hand, there's somebody willing to lend an ear, and please remember if if you are one of those people who reach out, let's say you know somebody who's struggling. A lot of times they don't need advice. They just need somebody to listen. Yes. And uh, I'm going to post something. James Chamberlain sent me something today, and I'm going to post that on the Facebook page. But it was like five different responses that anybody could use if they're if somebody's uh, struggling with suicide and you're talking to them. And uh, I think this is something that we all need to look at because it really is something all of us could do. But they were very beneficial sayings, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, and post that on our uh, Facebook page in the group. Uh, so if you're a part of that, you can be able to see that. So, are we ready to get going tonight?
0: We are,
1: as usual, uh, as recent usual. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you, but look, we had some people, and albeit I'll agree with them that we were taking too long to get into the story, so that's why we've shifted uh, the Patreon and the uh, the new uh, iTunes reviews. reviews to after the story. And in this case tonight, we don't really have a long story, and we also don't have uh, an interview or anything afterwards, so it'll be kind of at the end of the show. Yeah. But we're still going to do those things, but instead of doing everything in the beginning, if we decided to cut something and just shift it a little later, it yeah. was those things because we wanted to make sure we got the suicide and the uh, thank mm-hmm. you to the military in front, and just a little bit about what went on with our week. So Yeah. All right, so let's get going. Uh, the Hannah House. Hannah House is... Uh, right in in the great city of Indianapolis where we were last night which is why we chose it and literally it was like 5 minutes up the road oh from where Oh my gosh the event it, was.
0: it was it was like that tell you what that's a f- interesting and fun place where we were today there was a lots to do and i wish we had more time actually.
1: yeah i did too we had to unfortunately we got we were stuck in a traffic jam on the way up there so we got there five minutes before the show was set to start yeah it was so we didn't get a chance to enjoy anything we went right to our hotel room afterwards got up this morning we went to the hannah house and took some pictures which we'll post yeah. in a little bit and uh, then we had to head straight home so we basically just drove up there did the show slept and came right back home
0: so, <laughs>
1: But anyway, so the Hannah House, like I said, they're in they're in Indianapolis, and it's listed as one of the most haunted places in the Midwest. It was built in 1858 by Alexander Hannah. <laughs> I said Hannah What The fuck. He was built in 1858 by Alexander Hannah, thus the name Hannah House. That makes sense. He got rich um, in California during the Gold Rush, and he was also an Indiana state legislator. So he was a very Well-known and popular, Mm -hmm. prominent person in the city of Indianapolis. Good. The Hannah House is a 24-room mansion on Madison Avenue. Now, I will say this. After going there today, and I don't mean to bash places, the upkeep on this thing has not been very well done. No,
0: not at all. I was very, very surprised. I was actually
1: embarrassed for the people who run it, and I know that sounds... Bad because I don't know what they go through as far as money making or any of that, but they have a huge sign in the front and they advertise that you can do weddings or events and stuff like there, which if I've just told you, hey, it's a 24-room mansion, they're going to do weddings and events there, you would think, man, this place probably looks pretty pristine, but it don't. The sign out front has weeds and stuff grown all over and it's still open. You would think that it's closed just based by that. Weed's growing all over the place. There's a white picket fence that's literally falling down, but I'm okay with that because that adds to the, mm-hmm. you know, the the time frame. Yeah. But, I mean, there's busted parts of the fence. The, um, I don't know, just the house itself, like there's columns and stuff in the front, all the paint's peeling off of it, paint's peeling off the doorways. It's just, if you're going to have use it as an event center, it should look way better than what it does. Well, so.
0: maybe they just want it to look that way, but the upkeep of the grounds really needed attention
1: a lot yeah so. i just think the whole thing i, mean, maybe, it, I don't know. like i said i don't know the financial situation or where they get their money but if you're going to try to get events especially weddings and stuff like that you need to at least do some weed eating or you know make the landscaping a little bit better it was just i don't know just my two cents on it i expected more yeah okay so we're going to talk about hannah himself hannah was a staunch uh, abolitionist Which, if you're unfamiliar with that term, it means that he was a big advocate against slavery. Good for him. Right. So he used the house as a stop on the Underground Railroad. If you're unfamiliar with how the Underground Railroad worked, escaped slaves were brought in. They would have, like, a group of people that were trying to help them, Mm -hmm. and they would take them— uh, on their way up to canada for the most part is where they were going but they would stop at houses that were designated and this was it was underground because you couldn't let this be known that you did this because you you would face legal charges yeah and uh, so you couldn't just wouldn't allow to help slaves back then especially right. escaped slaves so they would take them to stops and he was a known stop so escaped slaves were brought here to the house at night time they were given food and water until the following nightfall and then they would you know, move on to the next stop until they worked their way all the way up to the north to Canada. Mm -hmm. You got to remember what a dangerous undertaking this was for somebody of Mr. Hannah's position.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be a big deal. Not
1: only was it illegal, but he was also a state legislator. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. my goodness. This was also a time where helping an injured runaway slave was punishable by all kinds of laws and could even include death.
0: Isn't that amazing? That's just terrible.
1: So one night a group of slaves arrived and uh, they were set to spend the night in the basement as was normally the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, they, they bring them in, they gave them food, they gave them water. Now this basement area had some wooden floor and some dirt floor. Uh-huh. It was more like a cellar set up. Right. They bring them in, and and because it was going to be dark down there, they gave them some oil lanterns. And this particular night, tragedy struck. The story goes that sometime during the night while the slaves were sleeping, something happened. They're not exactly sure, but the lantern was overturned, spilling oil all over the wooden floor, and fire broke out.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: The basement went up in flames, trapping the slaves. Oh, Most of the slaves were burned alive. And the ones who weren't died of smoke inhalation.
0: Man, that's so awful.
1: That's got to be the worst way. I
0: mean, can you imagine knowing that you can't get out and that's just your fate? That's just what's going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. I I mean.
1: That's like the videos of um, like. 9-11 9-11 where you yeah. saw people jumping right? because oh. it was either jump or die in a fiery yeah. I know. death or whatever. I mean, what do you and it's
0: do? Like, it just breaks your heart.
1: So the fire did extensive damage to the basement and the lower floors of the house. The fire had to be put out but it also had to be kept a secret. No one could discover mm-hmm. that this was a house that was stopped for the Underground Railroad so unfortunately it just had to be taken care of and, and swept under the rug, so to speak. The slaves that perished there that night were hastily buried in the cellar's dirt floor to quickly cover up the incident. Now, the Hannas wanted to give them a nice Christian burial as they deserved, but they also knew by taking a chance of doing that, they would let on the fact that this was an underground railroad house. They couldn't take that chance. Ever since that night of the fire, the city of Indianapolis has had whispers of paranormal activity in and around the Hannah mm. House. The ghost of the doomed slaves can be seen hiding in the shadows there. Yeah. They can be seen walking in the hallways and several of the rooms. Their moans can be heard if you listen closely, according to legends and rumors. Some believe that the ghost of Alexander Hannah himself remains more or less trapped in the house with the people that he tried to help for so many years. Really? Mr. Hanna apparently was a really good man, depending on who you talk to. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But for the most part, everybody says he's a really good man. And like I said, he made his riches out in the California gold rush, but he decided to come back to Indiana to settle down, which some people wouldn't have done. They would have stayed out in California. He married his wife, Elizabeth, in 1872. After years of being a bachelor, he was like 51, 52 or oh, something wow. when he no married kidding. her. Right. They built several additions to the house, including a bunch of uh, outbuildings, which we took some pictures of today. Mm -hmm. Hannah only had one child. Unfortunately, this child was either a miscarriage or a stillborn up in the upstairs bedroom, depending on which version of the story you hear. The reason that I mention it like that is because in the late or in the early 70s, there was a family living there. And in the upstairs bedroom, they started getting a horrible stench that smelled like rotting flesh.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: It was so much so that the the person up there was doing everything she could to get the smell to go away. Nothing. It wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it would and then it would come back, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't go away for good. Uh, they went as far as thinking maybe there was a dead possum or something under the floorboards. They even lifted some floorboards to, up to, in, in that bedroom. Didn't see to anything? See, didn't see anything. She uh, cleaned it with carbolic acid, which mm-hmm. or might have been carbonic acid. Either way, I don't know what it is. Right. But it I sounds think,
0: pretty nasty. I would
1: think that would do damage to a wooden yeah. floor. Yeah. But I don't anything know.
0: Anything with the word acid in it can but, be good.
1: But she cleaned it uh, with that. Still didn't make a difference. So she brought in a psychic. The psychic says... That there was a baby born in that room, stillborn, and it was buried on the property. Mm-hmm. So they went out and they saw the uh, both of the uh, uh, Hannahs were buried on the property. The Mr. Hannah and his wife were both buried on the property. So they went out to, to where they were buried at, and there was a little stone in between the two of theirs Aww. that actually just had one date on it. So they know that the baby only lived so for like less than day. 24 hours. Oh, man. Because of one date, so it's all yeah. you yeah. So until then, supposedly, nobody really knew that they even had a baby until this psychic brought it up. Now, I'm going to question that. Only because had nobody ever been out to the property to their graves to see the the other tombstone for the baby. I mean,
0: did they have her name on? Oh, I guess they didn't name it, right? Yeah,
1: I don't I don't I don't guess. But, they, but you said but they I would, just
0: had like a number
1: on it? or Right, it had a date, so it had to, you know, I don't know. But so it all got put together, and that was the deal. After Hannah passed away in uh, 1895, the house was vacant for about four years. A gentleman by the name of Roman Ehler and his family bought it in 1899. Uh, Roman was a German immigrant that had done really well in town, so he was also a prominent citizen. His descendants still own the uh, Hannah House today.
0: Oh, wow, that's cool. In
1: 1978, it was listed on the National Landmark uh, as a National Landmark on the uh, National Historic Register. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty good. So let's get into some hauntings. Investigators and past owners believe that the slaves haunt the house to this day. Mm -hmm. Several people have witnessed the ghost of the slaves and they've heard the moaning and the whispering in the cellars area. The mansion was given the nickname the house that reeks of death.
0: Whoa. That's really uh, strong words.
1: Well, and that's mainly because the investigators and past owners claim that the upstairs room, one we just talked about, sometimes smells like rotting flesh.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Then some people say that it smells like gangrene or decay and that the odor is attributed to the slaves that are buried in the basement, which is a contradiction to what we heard a while ago about it being... Uh, the baby out there. Now, oddly enough, in this room the next day after the stench, it would smell like roses.
0: What? How do you go from one end to the other? I
1: have no idea, but that's what people say happened. Yeah. How true all this story is about the slaves may be in question, though. Now, we've got documented proof that the house was used as the Underground Railroad. That much we do know. But as with most Underground Railroad locations, <laughs> facts are very hard to come by. It makes Ninja very anxious when he doesn't have the facts, as you can tell. Due to the secret of nature and the uh, uh, operation here that they had, they didn't exactly keep a lot of written records, as you can imagine. So all you really have to go by is what people have said throughout the years, these oral tales that have been passed on and passed on. So if the fire never took place, which there's no facts that it did take place, but if it didn't take place then this place has been haunted for decades for unknown reasons. Because one thing is for sure, the Hannah House is haunted. Yeah. Now, besides the obvious, obvious phenomena that we talk about on a regular basis here of um, uh, moaning and whining and slamming doors and cold spots, there's also the sound of children crying and things flying out of the pantry. Mm-hmm. That's not really normal. No. Well, things fly out of our pantry because it's so full. Well, that's true. Because we just It'll keep stocking you. it and never eating it. When you open it up, stuff just falls out.
0: That's
1: true. The most well-known haunting here is of the slaves, but there are some others, and we're going to talk about a few of them. Grandma is one of them. Grandma apparently lived in the house for a long period of time, one of the families that had lived there throughout the years. The house was almost sold at one point, and when they were going to sell it, they decided that they needed to sell all of the furniture that was in the house. Mm-hmm. And... Some of the furniture that they sold belonged to Grandma, including a bedroom set. When the sale didn't happen, they now had to refurnish the house again.
0: Oh, man.
1: And one of the pieces that they were able to get back was the bedroom suit that belonged to the older woman that everybody affectionately called Grandma.
0: Where'd they get it back from?
1: There was a, It was in an antique shop, and it had some engravings of her initials on the back, so they knew it was the oh, actual woman. dang, one. they were lucky. Yeah. Grandma is said to haunt the first room on the left at the top of the stairs. Right now, they keep Grandma's picture on the table next to her bed, and the staff always greets her before they walk into the room.
0: That's nice.
1: Grandma was apparently really neat and tidy, and uh, she loved flowers and plants. Which is a good thing, because many times the managers there will realize that they forgot to water the plants. And then they rush to hurry up get water to get to the plants, only to find out they have already been mysteriously watered, even when there was nobody else there that could Aww. have done it.
0: See, Grandma watches over her stuff.
1: The window from Grandma's room faces the front door from right across the courtyard. And sometimes people say that they see the curtain just kind of sway just a bit as if someone had just picked out the window oh. and just let it go.
0: I was hoping to see something like that today. I was looking up there.
1: Well, let me tell you this. We snuck on the property. We weren't supposed to be there because they were closed. And But they got these little old rusted gates you'll see in the pictures we posed. And I opened the gate up, and Tracy's like, no, no. And I'm like, what are they going to do? So I walked up on around the grounds and took some pictures and stuff like that. I didn't stay very long because I didn't want to try to get arrested in Indianapolis. But... I got pretty close up there and took a bunch of pictures but I wasn't there long enough to be able to see yeah. any windows and I don't know which window would have been hers I didn't even think about it at the mm-hmm. time But so anyway it's pretty cool so then you've got the, so you got that deal but Mr. Hannah, let's dwell on him for a second he's been seen strolling through the, the yards and sometimes riding a pony that's right, that's what it said
0: wait, a pony? that's what it said mm-hmm. the funny
1: thing about Mr. Hanna, and I don't know how people know that it's him because there are no pictures of Mr. Hanna.
0: Not one in the Not house.
1: Not one. Not one in the house, period. I
0: wonder why.
1: He was never he had there's no picture exist of him, but based on stories and some architecture of the house, most people believe that he was a shorter man. <laughs> I could have told you that by the fact that people see him riding a pony. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, bro. He also apparently smoked a lot of cherry tobacco, and Mm -hmm. uh, you can frequently smell this and catch a whiff of it when you're going from room to room in the
0: house. Oh, nice.
1: There's another ghost by the name of Mr. Meany. He's apparently very mischievous, and sometimes he makes people feel uncomfortable.
0: Mr. Meany? Mr. Meany. Oh,
1: He's never hurt anybody, but many people have felt very scared or very sick when he supposedly is around. Hmm. There's also a little girl who haunts the basement and the apartment area. In this house, you've got like 24 different rooms and part of the upstairs is made into an apartment. And I think that's where the actual keeper or not the keeper, what do you call it? The person, the caretaker,
0: Caretaker. Okay.
1: lives at. Um, But they said that there's a little girl that haunts the basement and that apartment. She said that The odd thing about the apartment thing is people will hear footsteps and things will be knocked around and they'd hear disembodied voices. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything that told about people seeing a little girl or a psychic saying it was a little girl. So I'm not really sure uh, why they believe it is a little girl, but that's what they believe. There's also a a house cat named George.
0: (laughs) Cool name for a cat.
1: They said he likes to play with things that nobody can see. So I guess he's got like little invisible like balls toys. And stuff and I, toys. I guess Aww. either that or maybe he's just looking up somebody. Nice. So you got Mr. Elder. Mr. Elder, he owned the house at some point, point. Uh, and the story goes that he kept hearing some noises down in the cellar basement area, and he thought that possibly some kids or something got in. Now this is the first known story of something happening in the house. Keep in mind this house wasn't haunted when um the hannahs lived there all the hauntings came after the fact that's why most people think it's got to be them so mr elder he's living in the house he hears these really weird sounds similar to ninjas growls right now damn coming from down in the cellar area like i said he thinks maybe some kids or something got in then he hears this big loud crash he goes down there and there's glass broken everywhere what well, turns out there was this huge shelf that he had down there that was very secure, that they had uh, canned fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. that they were going to use for the winter. Somehow or another, after hearing the noises, this thing fell, busted. He There there was no other way out. Oh, God. And nothing went past him, so he had no clue what it was. But that was the very first thing that had happened. He couldn't find a logical reason why that shelf yeah. fell. So or, no
0: windows, no nothing. Yeah. Damn, and there
1: want his food for the winter. <laughs> it could have been like those pickles that Aunt B made and maybe they were trying to get rid of them. He just that's the story he told his wife because he didn't want to tell her he made ah. horrible food. <laughs> so then you had a family named the O'Brien's. They rented the property property in nineteen seventy two. Uh so this actually the the Mr. Elder case happened before nineteen seventy two, but I don't have an exact date on that one. So the elders I mean the uh Family moved in here in 1972, the O'Briens, and they started an antique business and ran it for 10 years out of the Hannah House. They lived upstairs in that apartment, but they only lived there for about a year.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They got chased out because of the paranormal oh, activity. they got spooked? Yeah, they got spooked. They kept running their business, but they would not going to live there anymore. They said the very first thing that happened was the when the O'Briens took it over, there, they had some painting and stuff that needed to be done. Yeah. Maybe they can get them back. But... The um, O'Brien's son said he would take care of it. So he came in there with his daughter and he's doing some painting and stuff. And his daughter's sitting on the steps Well, she keeps looking up and talking to somebody. And he's like, who are you talking to? She's all that man up there. He went upstairs and looked around and there was nobody there. And after checking the whole place and he left and didn't come back. Oh my gosh. He said he, that, that was no. <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: That was no. And
1: then they had somebody else that came in and was trying to do some work and there was a, a like a tray a silver tray for coffee or tea or something uh-huh. and it had a spoon on it and the spoon lifted up off the tray and flew and smacked off the wall <laughs> that gentleman refused to do any more
0: oh man i understand i probably wouldn't either
1: and then like i said so the o'briens will go back to them so they started you know having that problem they saw had cold spots they saw apparitions. They smelled that foul smell that we were talking about that smelled like riding corpses in the bedroom, and they were the ones there that determined, you yeah. know, brought in a psychic and all that stuff. So they tried several different ways to clean that room. Like we said, nothing seemed to work. They saw doors and pictures move on their own, and then they heard disembodied voices, including whispers, and then that was all she wrote. And they, they, they were, like were gone. too. Yeah, they were out of there. In 1980, the Southport JCs used the Hannah House as a haunted attraction for Halloween for several years. Members were uh, often stumped by the fact that there was a chandelier downstairs that would move back and forth, kind of sway on its own for no reason whatsoever. Several members stated that one afternoon before the uh, attraction was getting ready to open, that they heard the sound system. that had all the spooky, spooky music and stuff that plays while people are going around. Mm-hmm. It turned on by itself, and then they heard footsteps enter into the house, mm-hmm. but there was nobody there.
0: Oh.
1: And the, uh, the last part of this, there was a woman who uh, drives by. She was going back and forth to work, and she'd always pass by the Hannah House going into Indianapolis for work. And apparently, the the Hannahs used to, or not the Hannahs themselves, but the people who owned mm-hmm. it, they used to have all these vans and stuff parked out there um, on the grounds. And sometimes they would have live bands and stuff like that. And the, these were the vans that were, uh, I guess, transporting oh, the equipment yeah, the pa- oh, the for the equipment. bands. Oh, okay. And but she said that she would go by on a on a regular basis, and there would be a man out there in, you know, eighteen hundred style clothing. Mm. That would always wave to her when she went by. She yeah. just always thought that was odd. And then one time when she went by and they had the bands and stuff out there, she saw a woman walking around that had like 1900s dress on.
0: Golly. So, they weren't done partying, apparently.
1: And apparently, from what everybody says, it's still haunted today, and they do tours. So well, I would and, like
0: to go there where they are open. Just I would to have liked what, to have taken a tour.
1: Yeah. But they weren't open on no, Sundays. No,
0: that's a shame. We missed it. But we'll so, go back. For sure. But
1: anyway, that's the story on the Hannah House.
0: Yeah, that's interesting and sad all at the same time.
1: <laughs> so what we're going to do, I do have another little short story. Uh, really quick, I thought we would do the um, Patreon reviews and the, uh, or the Patreon reviews, the Patreon supporters for this week <laughs> and the uh, iTunes reviews, and then uh, i got another quick story for you before we let you go. So let's go with reviews. Slum American, Heather Cakes, Hiserzy, K. Cummings, N- Nickad- Nickadade, you're killing me this week, Scully Fox, Salty Stash, Thomas Jefferson. Thanks for listening, Mr. President.
0: <laughs>
1: the 20s in the mail. Americans get that. <laughs> is he, wait a minute, he's not on the 20s, is he?
0: I don't know, but I he must be on his forehead.
1: Space. Oh, is that. Yeah, Yeah. that that, he wrote. This guy wrote a review and he said he wanted to get a tattoo of Tracy on his forehead.
0: Nice. (laughs) I say go for it. Not
1: (laughs) Space Goth, Water Foya, Clarkling444, Tito Gamblin,
0: Gambino.
1: Oh, Tito Gambino. Moy, me, moi. And then Patreon supporters this week, we had Amber Coward. Mary Ann Farley and Sam Farrell upped his for uh, from five bucks to 15 bucks. Thanks, Sam.
0: Thank you guys. We loved all the reviews. They were so nice. And thank you guys for supporting us. It's just wonderful. And we just love you guys so very much and appreciate it.
1: I want to say a big thank you also to uh, uh, Jimbo and Todd. Mm-hmm. They came out last night to the live event, but they also helped us in trying to. They they're live in the area, they live in Indianapolis. And. They, you know, Jimbo brought a table and set it up for us, and we used that for the uh, the show and put our merch on. Todd actually bought our dinner last night, which was super nice, and we didn't expect that, but thank you so much for that. We want to say prayers for his mom because right after the show, he found out that she fell and broke her hip and had surgery today. Yeah. So prayers and thoughts out for uh, Todd Hedges and his his parents.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, really quick come to our website it's awesome look we've got a new feature on there first of all we got the store there we got the live events there now so if you want to come to the uh, the show in Nashville or the show in Cincinnati in October you can go right there and buy tickets you don't have to search for anything if you want to join Patreon you can go right there and click on it and it'll take you straight to the link tim uh, mullins and our group has done such an awesome job on this Sure has, and i can't wait to get people out there same thing with the uh, youtube page he's made um, huge advancements from where we ever had it at it just... <laughs> oh yeah but then the other thing is we added the wall of heroes and the wall of heroes is you guys uh, could be you could be a brother could be an aunt could be a father but it's nurses doctors any type of civil service military uh if some reason that you've got a, a friend family member that passed away in the military or passed away in a line of service um send them their uh, send us their picture and we'll put them on that wall i would advise everybody to go check it out because we've got what like 20 or so on there mm-hmm. now yeah it's and really it's, getting
0: it's really getting big so we want to
1: so. we we want to honor you guys so
0: amen we love All right. y'all
1: Let's get this one knocked out real quick. It's a really short story, but I thought it was really interesting. Since we were in Indiana last night, I wanted to do another Indiana story. And this is from a cemetery up in Terre Haute, Indiana. It's a, a gentleman by the name of Martin Sheets. And he was a really wealthy businessman. He lived right there in Terre Haute, Indiana in the early 1900s. But like so many people back then, and I'm sure like us.
0: Oh, yeah, even today.
1: Definitely had a fear of being buried alive. Mm. we've heard a lot of these stories and yeah. we've done some of them on the shorts where people are, are buried, but, but they just had really low respiratory symptoms and people thought, Hey, we, we can't just leave them around. And, and I think that we're dead and we need to bury them real quick. He wasn't going to be one of these people. So he decided that I'm going to do something about this that most people don't do. And the reason we get into the, why he thought this way, he would have these dreams to where he was awake, but he was unable to move, much like sleep paralysis. And the doctor would come in, say he was dead, and then he would regain his consciousness when he was trapped in a coffin.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: That would be so horrible.
0: That is a nightmare for sure.
1: And especially if that coffin was below the ground, because mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Nothing. There's nothing you can do. So, anyways, he decided. Since he had so much money, he was going to spend a little of this money and fix this problem. So the first thing he did, he had a casket that was custom designed with latches inside, so he could easily open it up should he need to. Well, obviously, that's not going to do you any good underground.
0: Well, no, so, how are you going to lift all that dirt off of it? So, you so the next the thing open. he
1: did was he had a mausoleum built that, so when he died, if he, you know, had to open up and lock, he could get out and he would be not underground mausoleum was well built and mr sheets realized that even if he did wake up and get out and he's stuck in the mausoleum how's he gonna let anybody know Mm -hmm. can't just pound on doors and expect people to hear it those things are usually really thick so he came up with another clever idea he installed a telephone inside the tomb with a direct line to the main office of the cemetery (laughs) (laughs) this way he could summon somebody to come out and help him out just by lifting the receiver The line was fitted with an automatic automatic indicator light so that even if no words were spoken, the light would come on in the office and help would soon be on the way. Makes sense, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, death came for Martin Sheets in 1910, and he was entombed in the mausoleum. I would imagine that for probably the first several days, just because of this unique situation, that the cemetery staff workers probably kept a close eye on that little light in the office to see if it would come on, but like happens after time passed people probably just forgot about it well years went by and the telephone system in that area changed eventually the direct line to the cemetery office was removed but thanks to very specific instructions and sheet's will and the money to pay for it the telephone and the mausoleum remained connected and active hmm. so now we go a number of years later sheet's widow uh, she passes away She was discovered one day lying on her bed with a telephone clutched in her hand. In fact, the receiver was held so tightly that it had to be pried from her fingers. It was soon learned that she had experienced a severe stroke and family members assumed that she had been trying to call an ambulance when she finally died. They had the the service, the funeral. And after um, that was done, they took her to the family mausoleum where she would be interred next to her husband. When the cemetery workers entered the mausoleum, though, they received the shock of their lives. Nothing there was disturbed, which you would expect. Mm-hmm. Except for one little thing, a very chilling item, come to think of it. Martin Sheets' telephone, locked away for all those years, was hanging off the hook.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. So... His nightmare came true.
1: Or he was trying to communicate with his wife because she was dying. Yeah. Because if the, if it if he'd have woke up and just picked it up, though. But I guess my other thing was it was off the hook, but why didn't it show the light? Because it was still active. Well, probably
0: nobody I, was paying attention.
1: So, anyways, guys, thank you so much. We love you, and we're uh, glad that you listen to us every week. Tell your friends.
0: Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a great week.
1: Hey, Hillbillies, if you guys enjoy what we do here on the show every week and appreciate all the hard work we put into it, consider being one of our Patreon supporters. All you got to do is go to our website, hillbillyhorrorstories.com, click on the tab for donations, and you'll see the Patreon link right there. Click on it, and you can go to our Patreon page. Then you will have a decision to make. You can choose the $1, the $3, the $5, or the $10 donation. Each one gets you different things a month. But regardless, you get some free stuff. Just check out the bonuses under each tier and you'll see what you get for free for that month. But you'll get something free regardless. Also, if you'd like to buy any Hillbilly Horror Story merch, you're also in the right place on the website, hillbillyhorrorstories.com. Just click on the store page and see whatever it is that you like. Click on a few links, send a little bit of money, and your item will be on its way. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. We love you. We thank you and we appreciate you.